Welcome to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. Before I begin today's episode, a few notes about some changes to the podcast. First of all, the podcast is being hosted by a new site. We have made the switch to a new hosting service called Anchor. So you will see on our Facebook page that the link looks a little bit different. One of the exciting things about the new site is that it has unlimited storage, so past episodes will not need to be deleted to free up extra space. The other great feature is that Anchor works to find advertising, so occasionally you might hear an advertisement at the beginning or middle of an episode. These short ads will help raise money to support the museum just by you listening to them. More excitingly, if you want to get active with your support, there will be an option for listeners to donate directly to the podcast. This feature will offer monthly donation choices, which will equal per episode since we release monthly, and will show that you support the podcast and allow me to continue working on it. In the episode description, you will see the link to do just that if you wish to. Any support you can offer will be greatly appreciated. Now on to today's episode, titled Ruth Thompson, A Woman of Many First. Ruth Thompson was born in Whitehall, Michigan on September 15, 1887, the daughter of two Scandinavian immigrants. Her father Tom had come to Michigan and took a job as a sailor on a lumbering ship. Growing up, Ruth attended Whitehall Public Schools. After high school, Ruth attended the Muskegon Business College where she studied typing. In 1905, she got her first job in law by becoming the typist for the Muskegon Court. One of her first assignments on this job was to type up Charles Hackley's will for its beneficiaries. From there, Ruth got a job as a secretary to an attorney, then went on to get work as a clerk and register for the probate court. This legal experience made Ruth decide that she wanted to become a lawyer. She would start taking night classes and study law under noted Muskegon lawyer Robert Bunker. She would also study under Alexis Rogowski, another noted local attorney. By 1926, Ruth was accepted by the Michigan State Bar Association at the age of 39. At this time, she was the first female member of the Muskegon County Bar Association. Around this time, she also ran for a probate judge seat that had become available. Ruth won this election and remained a judge for 12 years. As a judge, she was best known for her handling of juvenile delinquency cases. One method that was noted was that she would send troubled kids away from their situation to other families instead of to a detention center. This policy became known as the cornfield and kitchen sentence. Of this, Ruth would tell children, your environment and associations are bad. I'm going to send you away, but not to the sort of place you think. You are going to a nice home where you will be understood and where you will receive plenty to eat. To help this project, Ruth worked to direct money from the Children's Fund of Michigan to support the rehabilitation and keep kids out of jail. During the Great Depression, she took a large pay cut so the money could be used to pay for ear, eye, nose, and throat care of underprivileged children. Word of her generosity and passion for trying to help children reached national attention and led in 1930 for President Herbert Hoover to select her to be a delegate to the National Child Welfare Conference in Washington. In 1935, her work as a probate judge gained her recognition and her selection to be the president of the State Association of Probate Judges. During this time as well, she organized and founded the Muskegon Quadrangle Club, which was a business club for women. After finishing her third term as probate judge, Ruth decided to become more political and ran for a state representative seat. This election took place in 1938, and Ruth Thompson won, becoming the first Muskegon County woman elected to the State House of Representatives. 
During her time as a state representative, she served on many boards that dealt with social justice issues, including welfare and social security. At the end of her term in 1941, Ruth decided to take a job in government for the duration of World War II. As part of this, she was stationed in Washington, D.C., and also was sent to Europe, where she did work on rehabilitation and also as an army lawyer. After the war, she moved to Fruitport and became a practicing attorney, until when in 1950, Albert Engel resigned his seat to run for governor. In the aftermath of this, Ruth Thompson decided to run for the open seat and won, being sworn in in 1951 and becoming Michigan's first female congressional representative. Ruth's strategy to win was to drive around the district in her car and knock on doors, visit businesses, and address as many gatherings as possible. One thing she had on her side was her history as a probate judge and lawyer. Many of those she met along the way were those whom she had helped or even placed in new homes. When Ruth arrived in Congress, she had another first, this time by being the first woman ever selected to the House Judiciary Committee, whose job is to oversee the administration of justice in federal courts, law enforcement, and administrative agencies. She would also be appointed to the subcommittees on immigration and bankruptcy. Ruth would win re-election in 1952 and then again in 1954. In 1954, she would become embroiled in a controversy over an Air Force base, though. This came about because the Air Force had promised to build a base in northern Michigan, which was part of Ruth's district. However, there were many locations vying for the base to be located near them. One location that wanted the base was Cadillac, which was outside of Ruth's district at the time. When it was announced that Cadillac had sent in a bid, Ruth informed the Air Force and Congress that someone had offered her a $1,000 campaign contribution to agree to the Cadillac location. This attempted bribe stirred up anger from those in the area who had no knowledge of it and raised suspicions as to its validity. The Air Force would rule out Cadillac, but politics got heated and different committees got involved. In the end, the Air Force looked at a bid from Kalaska and Manistee and selected Kalaska. However, Summer residents in areas in Kalaska refused to accept the decision and wanted to keep the base away, fearing it would drive away tourism and summer visitors. They petitioned successfully to have it relocated, which started the talks all over again. In the end, Ruth appeared before many committees, and finally the Manistee location that had originally been promised was granted the base. Many constituents in Ruth's district were very upset with how everything had gone and tried to get her recalled, citing expenses in the delay of the process but it was all to no avail, and she remained in Congress for the remainder of her term. However, the final decision about the base was made in the fall of 1955, and the election of 1956, the loss in confidence for Ruth's work led to her defeat in the Republican primary. After this, Ruth Thompson retired from politics, but she stayed involved in many organizations, including the YWCA and the Quadrangle Club. She would always continue to voice her opinion that people could make a huge difference through the political process. She was quoted as saying, This is your country. Your vote. Make the most of it. Ruth Thompson died in Plainwell, Michigan on April 8th of 1970. She was 82 at the time. She is buried in Evergreen Cemetery in Whitehall, her hometown. In 1998, Ruth was honored for all her contributions to politics and for being a woman of many first by being selected to the Michigan Women's Hall of Fame. I would like to thank you for listening to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center, and we hope to have you back next month.